Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Maller here. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full lineup of Redestein tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you. One of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio, and to find your local station for the Ben Maller Show at foxsportsradio.com, you can find it there, or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. I want to work my way towards what I believe is the most interesting story that we need to discuss. But before we get to there, Jimmy Butler made his debut for the Philadelphia 76ers. Now, one of the main reasons that Jimmy Butler was brought in is because he's better than the other stiffs that the Sixers were playing. But the assumption would be the Sixers had a weakness late in games. Teams were able to stop them offensively. So the thought was that Butler would help improve late-game situations for Philadelphia. And while he still likely will... The early results suck. He made his debut against Orlando and had a big start to the game. I believe he scored six points after the first quarter against the Orlando Magic, a game that the Sixers ended up losing. And that Philadelphia team has won one game. It's a small sample size, but that's all we have to go by. That's all we have to go by. And the Sixers have these guys that pile up stats, and they'll beat a bunch of middle-of-the-road teams, and it should be a lot of bad teams. I don't think Orlando's a good team. 
at all. But it's it's also got to be awkward because Markel Fultz was supposed to be what Jimmy Butler was brought in to do. Like, the reason Jimmy Butler's there is because, because Markel Fultz, who was the number one pick in the draft, has a glitch in his shot, and he has a problem. He can't make a shot. So that's why the Sixers are like, oh, you got to trade like, like half, the, half the, the secondary part of the team to get Jimmy Butler in anticipation, anticipation that Jimmy Butler will, will lead the Sixers to the Eastern Conference uh, Championship. But we'll see how it it plays out. Is that buyer's remorse? Is it by Lemon? No, not, not yet. We have to, how many games do we have to wait before we can declare this a fail? Five? I usually give it a month. Like with coaches, I have a grace period of one month. But in the NBA, they play a lot of games. They play four or five games a week. Uh, you know, not anymore. They used to play like seven games a week, but now they cut back. But they play a lot of games. But we're, we're going to revisit the Butler and the Philadelphia 76ers. Sixers gave up a 21 nothing run and blew an 11-point lead in Orlando. That's uh, quite the debut. A smashing success. For Jimmy Butler, who doesn't like a fourth-quarter collapse when you trade for a star player? Isn't that always exciting when you get that star player into a new locker room? (laughs) The coach is waxing poetic about how Jimmy Butler's just like Philadelphia. He resembles the city of Philadelphia. Oh, sure. Okay. All right. Meanwhile, uh, let's go to football. By any calculation, Patrick Mahomes is the MVP of the NFL. Of course, the season's not over yet. Todd Gurley has a chance on Monday night to pass Patrick Mahomes by. But right now, at this moment, we do the show in real time. Patrick Mahomes is the most valuable player. He's the breakout star of 2018. Now, smart talk show hosts predicted this. They wrote it on a piece of paper in the main studio at Fox Sports Radio that Patrick Mahomes would be the breakout star of 2018. Well, all the other uh, gas bags and blowhards that work here at Fox Sports Radio did not write that down. But I'm, you know, I'm not here to pat myself on the back. I'm not here to do that. Uh, so, so we know teams have yet to figure out the weak link. There is a weak link. Everyone has a weakness. Patrick Mahomes has a weakness. Teams haven't figured it out. Mahomes is number one in yards passing. He's number one in touchdown passes. He's number two in quarterback rating, barely, just barely behind Drew Brees. And most importantly, uh, although baseball stat sabermetric nerds won't agree with this, the most important stat, wins and losses, wins and blankety-blank losses, and the Chiefs are 9-1. and one. Going into that matchup against the equally 9-1 and Los Angeles Rams. And yet, Patrick Mahomes has a dirty little secret that has been revealed. And this is what we need to talk about. Now, I don't know if you heard or you saw this, and if you did, boy, you got a lot of free time on your hands. That's, uh, what's going on with you, man? A lot of free time on your hands. Uh, but the, the story is this. I'll give you the short version. Patrick Mahomes likes to top a nice, thick, juicy steak with ketchup. And this is a seen as a bad move. This is seen as a social faux pas. If you take a nice, delicious piece of steak and you, you smother it in ketchup. Now, the story was published this week. It revealed that the Chiefs quarterback, indeed, when he gets a steak, he likes ketchup. But now that he's a somebody instead of a nobody, he's too embarrassed often to ask for that, that, that ketchup because because he knows people, people are a holes, and they'll say things to him. And he don't want to. He doesn't want to deal with it. So this revelation was met with immediate trolling. 
immediate trolling. People are just roasting Patrick Mahomes for his obsession with ketchup. So the, let's discuss the question. What do you make now? Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs quarterback, and this this fascination, obsession, whatever, with ketchup. Well, I, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to go the other way here. To me, this is perfectly healthy. There's nothing wrong with ketchup on a steak. Every little, no, no, every little kid growing up, boys and girls alike, little boys and little girls, love ketchup with their steak. And why can't we be kids at heart? Patrick Mahomes, is a, he's an adult now playing professional football, which is a kid's game. Football! Kid's game! All right, so my, my observations here, you've got performance enhancement, the Trump special, and the cheat code. And we will we'll mix all this together. Now, to begin with, I am not a big steak eater. I'm not. More of a chicken finger guy. But I have been known when I have had a nice steak to dabble with the condiments. Like if I get a ribeye, you know, a, a nice ribeye, I'll give you the, the maller way to eat a steak. Don't look at me. I don't need you to look at me. Let me give you the mallow way. To, uh, when I, I want it cooked all the way through. I want it well done, butterfly cut. Butterfly cut on the steak. And when the waiter or, or the waitress comes over and asks what I want, I say, you know, when, you know that car you drove here in or the, the bus you took? I want the steak to resemble the tread on the tires is what I would like. I feel that whatever automobile, whatever tires you have in your automobile, that's what I would. Just being honest. Right, just being absolutely honest. Now, if there's any pink in the steak, I, I, I am about as far away from like a uh, vegan or whatever. You know, there's the freaks that don't eat the meat and all that stuff. They're vegetarians. But I have this weird thing where when I'm eating the the, the steak or the chicken, I like to think it was never living. So if I see any any like pink in the steak, it tells me, well, that was probably blood. So I don't want that. So I want it like a nice grayish black uh, is what I want the, the meat to meat to, to look like when I'm eating. So I just, I just that's just the way I look at it. And, and let's be honest, the other thing here, plain steak is not dazzling. It's kind of bland. All right. You, you know, I know you put salt and pepper, and I, I've cooked steak before at, at the Maller Mansion. And you put the salt, the pepper on top. It's bland because of the way you cook it. Cool. Do not mess with my eating habits, my culinary technique here, okay? <laughs> All right. Uh, you know, I like a nice barbecue sauce. I'm not a ketchup guy per se anymore. I've grown out of that. I have more nuanced ketchup. I, I don't do the ketchup. I, with the French fries, I do the ketchup uh, or just the Freedom fries. But what I do is I have the barbecue sauce and the honey mustard. And to me, there's nothing unusual about that. I can dip the steak, and I'm fine uh, with that. Good sauce is a wonderful performance enhancement for a, for a boring steak. It, it masks the flavor. It's good. It's also a good way to get kids to eat vegetables. You know, just cover barbecue sauce on top of your broccoli. Suddenly the broccoli doesn't taste so bad. Uh, now, in addition, I would like to address the chefs. And I hear this. I've talked about this a few times over the years we've been here. And when I talk about the way I like a steak, well done, cooked all the way through, butterfly cut, uh, I hear from members of the Mallard Militia that work in restaurants. We have a lot of guys and women that work in restaurants, and I appreciate that. And I thank you, thank you for your relationship. But you don't need to get your panties into a wad every time someone puts ketchup onto a steak, okay? And it's one of the problems with the culinary industry. To quote the great Lavar Ball, stay in your lane, my friends in the kitchen. And foodies in general are dopes. 
The Dodgers used to have a guy named Andre Ethier, who was a big foodie. Didn't like him because he was a foodie. I despise the foodie. Nope, don't like it. I'm more of a truck stop guy. I like the deep fried is for me. That's the way I go. But here's my theory on the kitchen. I'm talking about Patrick Mahomes here because he revealed that he likes ketchup with his steak. All right, here's my theory. If you're the chef, your job as a chef, you have one job. Your job is to cook a well-seasoned, marinated, perfectly prepared steak. However, the customer is the one that defines what perfection is. And so if the customer thinks that their steak should be well-seasoned, marinated, and perfectly prepared to a nice burnt steak, then your job is to do it that way. They have the right to do whatever they want. Once they get the steak, your job is to deliver the steak that they want. Now, if they want to cover it in pickle juice or minced meat, that's their problem. And it turns out that Patrick Mahomes... What he is, is doing, he's ordering the Trump special. I remember that a couple years ago, the story came out that, that from Trump's uh, chef that the president likes his aged New York uh, strip steak, cooked well done, and doused in ketchup. That's how he eats. So Patrick Mahomes, uh, you know, good. he's in a great city for, for, for meat, Kansas City. USDA, prime filet mignon, amazing. And, well, well done. And all that barbecue food, that Ben Maller chicken fingers at the landing, in Liberty, Missouri. I mean, there's so much to eat there in Kansas City. Feel free, Mr. Mahomes, to go to the the, the house of the, the Holy Land of the Ben Maller Chicken Finger and just put ketchup all over those. I don't care. No ranch dressing, though. No, 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 no on the ranch dressing. All right, last observation here. That is a food oasis. Uh, a lot of you are living double lives. This is my other theory here. Like Koopa Loop's been rolling his eyes, giving me Jay Cutler-like body language. And Roberto a little bit as well. Bad job by those dopes. But let me explain, okay? Uh, you are living lies. Stop pretending. The closet right now. Uh, people are offended by everything. I know secretly when no one's looking. Little dab of ketchup. Uh, a little dab of ketchup. A little barbecue. A little honey mustard sauce. Yeah, it's your little secret. Your dirty little secret. You enjoy it. You don't want to admit it. And if Patrick Mahomes, he, if he has the diet of a nine-year-old boy, minus the veggies, fruits, and milk, good for him. All right, have a field day with that. As long as you keep throwing three-and-a-half touchdown passes a game, then every steak joint in Kansas City, and there are plenty, I've been there, will pass out little bottles of ketchup, the Mahomes special, they'll call it, and they'll pass it out to everybody. And I don't even think this is that unusual. People are making a big deal about it, like it's weird and all this. Again, I don't. I'm not a ketchup guy anymore, but the dipping thing with the steak, I don't mind. We've been through this on Ask Ben. We do Ask Ben every week, and we answer the question from time to time, what strange food combinations do you like? We've been through this uh, several times. Uh, We've gone through the things we enjoy. uh, But I like, like French fries and soft serve go very well. Like a nice salty McDonald's French fry and then that cone from McDonald's. That's just wonderful. It's a great thing. In fact, any combination of salt and sugar is good. It's like when you go to the movies and you get the salty popcorn and then you have the, 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 the candy, the milk chocolate. It's amazing. But it's just the, the, the sugar and the salt is really what you're enjoying. We say hello to Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie Judas Garcia. Now, I know you couldn't see me, but uh, believe me, I was giving you the same look that Roberto and Coop were yeah. giving you well, as well. You're stupid, too. Okay. 
You, why like, would you, you like odd things? Why you would like you want to get a piece of meat and then cook it beyond recognition? That, why why not nasty, just, Why man. not just get something else? Why, I, 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 I like it the way I like it. I enjoy the steak. You like the it way well I, burned. I like it butterfly cut, well done, cooked all the way through. That's the way I like it. Why are you judging me, Eddie? It's a bad job. That's what you. we do here. Really? Yeah. What weird? You said some weird stuff you've eaten, like combinations. What was what, the weird thing you like? Not really. I'm. I'm. No. I wish I was a little more adventurous in my uh, my food. I'm pretty not that adventurous. I like. I, like I said, anything combined. The big three. Well, that, I, no, I, that's not adventurous. That's just. Uh, well, no, makes no sense. Well, salt, sugar, and fat are the big three, and really all cooking is is combining proper amounts of salt, sugar, and fat because that's what people like. So you're just combining those three things into a perfect dish. Like, haven't you ever had like a salty pretzel and like a cupcake? The yes. frost that's wonderful. Well, not that, but I I do understand the sweet and sour. Yes. I, the I appeal of that. that. Yes, no, I, there is some in, uh, No, it's absolutely that. true. But I'm not eating like a pickle mayo sandwich or something like that. I don't do that. But if people like it, what was it? Uh, it was a mayo peanut butter? Was that it was Dale Earnhardt? What was he eating? Remember I think it was weird? just mayo sandwiches. I don't just, think there was... Just a mayo sandwich? Yeah, I don't, I, yeah. I've heard of that before, yeah. Yeah. It's a Southern thing. Is it a Southern thing? Elvis do some weird? Uh... No, it's not weird at all. It's delicious. Oh, it was, well, was it what? bananas and bacon or? Well, banana. Was it? it was peanut banana. butter and banana. Oh, oh really? I thought that it was. was, it? I thought it was no, no, I thought it was banana mayo. No, that's that's the Dale Earnhardt. Okay, okay, that's the Earnhardt. Yeah, yeah. Elvis was peanut butter and banana fried. I love that Elvis just went for it because he was even eating <laughs> on the toilet. I love that about him. I mean, he didn't even stop when he was when he's emptying his system. He just kept eating. He's like, it was just wonderful. Didn't he? Uh, didn't he end up there? Wasn't that his final uh, resting place, so to speak? Yes, his final act on this mortal <laughs> planet was to uh, go out at the commode, at the throne. The king left at the throne, the way it should be done. Right? Come on, uh, absolutely, no question. What was it, what was your weird? I forget, trying to I was trying to remember what the weird thing you like. You, you said some stuff. I forget what it was. We did ask Ben a few weeks ago. Maybe it was a month ago. Remember? Yeah, but I, I don't, you don't remember. I don't think it was anything all that no weird. Well, I'm not weird either. No, you are. No, that's extremely uh, weird. That's, I can take a terrible. I can take a full bank of calls right now from people that love butterfly cut, well done, no. cooked all the way through steak. Because you ruined the flavor of the steak, man. It tastes better that way. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It you does. said it My tastes favorite. bland, and that's why you need sauces. It's I don't want to taste the, the blood. You're a, you guys are animals. You like the blood. It's not blood. It's blood. No, it's not. That's the pink stuff's the blood. It, no, Coop. it's not. It is the blood. Nope. That is the blood of the steak. The blood of the cow. I'll take the blood. Give yeah. me the blood. I like my medium rare. Mark that. Medium raw. Can you can you cut that uh, give me the blood? Can you cut that out for him? All it's right. a, it's not blood though. It is blood. It's not. It's blood. If you took a knife to a cow and chopped out the piece of meat from the cow, and then you'd see the blood. Well, yeah, sure. If you took a live cow and cut a piece of, like, why, why don't we do that? Let's go out but, and get a cow. When you when you buy yeah, a God knows we're all hunters here. When <laughs> you buy a steak, like the the redness in the steak, it, that's not blood. I'm telling you, Coop, I, there's no redness in my steak. There's not. I'd like the well done steak eaters to unite right now. Form Volcon, Voltron right now. Uh, round Koopa Loop and these idiots. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. So coming off the Super Bowl win, the diabolical fan in the Delaware Valley was expecting the Philadelphia Eagles to become the new dynasty. There was a lot of braggadocious activity in Philly and taking a victory lap, the whole thing. And you expect a lot of that. 
But the Philadelphia Eagles, as we sit here heading into week 11, let's just say things have gone upside down like a Le'Veon Bell tweet at this particular point. The Falcons, Ravens, Seahawks, Colts, Cowboys all have the same record as the Philadelphia Eagles. Falcons, Ravens, Seahawks, Colts, Cowboys, Eagles, all sitting at four and five. The Miami Dolphins have won more games than the Eagles. The Cincinnati Bengals, the Tennessee Titans, the the Washington Redskins in their own division, the Chicago Bears, the list of teams that has passed the Philadelphia Eagles by this year, uh, it's like they were blindsided by this. Philly finds themselves a game under five hundred, heading in to a slaughterhouse matchup with the New Orleans Saints in the Bayou this weekend. Now, the reason I bring this up is Jason Kelsey, one of the more rambunctious Philadelphia Eagles offensive linemen, he has an explanation on why the Philadelphia Eagles are below 500. The Philadelphia Eagles this year, a team that was riding high, won the Super Bowl, They've actually outscored their opponents, but only by 15 points. Only by 15 points. And they have a losing record, that embarrassment against the Dallas Cowboys coming off the bye. So if you miss this, Jason Kelsey claims that Philly had, quote, greater accountability from a cohesive standpoint last year, which sounds like he tried to tie together two big words to make him sound like he's smarter than he is. He then whined about the roster turnover. Uh, the turmoil in the offseason, players like LeGarrette Blunt gone, Torrey Smith, Trey Burton, and a number of other Eagle players that were big parts of that run exiting stage right. All right so I want to talk about this. Now, the question, are the Eagles in this conundrum because of, as Jason Kelsey said, a lack of accountability? And I'm going to give this a thumbs down. All right, I'm going to give this a thumbs down. Now, my... My observations here, you've got finger-pointing, the elephant man, and Foles Follies. Now, you've got those three things. You've got finger-pointing, elephant man, and Foles Follies. We'll tie these all together. Now, Jason Kelly, Jason Kelsey, number one, uh, his declaration, while I don't agree with his conclusion, it is still telling. Now, you have to listen between the words. Essentially, what Kelsey's doing is admitting that the Eagles, as they are currently constructed, the new players are not carrying the water. He's pointing the finger. He's pointing his fingers and doing that old finger-pointing thing here at his new teammates for not doing their job. Shout out Michael Bennett, late of Seattle. They brought in Jordan Matthews, right? He was a former Eagle. They brought him back. Is he even ripping Golden Tate? There's some other players as well. But that's what he's doing here. The, the, you know, the lack of accountability and cohesion, those two big words, that is not why the Philadelphia Eagles have issues. The problem is the lack of production. That's the problem. You can you know, use other words to describe that and mask it and camouflage it. Now, the Eagles have a losing record. That's number two. It's not how life's – it's not one of life's profound uh, mysteries, I should say. Right? It's, not, it's not a shocking – situation that the Eagles are under 500 in, in, because if you look at this the, the new players haven't performed well it, it's not like this was a shock we talked about the Eagles taking a nosedive 
before the season, and Eagle fans were like, are you nuts? You've lost your mind. How dare you? The core of the Eagle roster has been less than spectacular. Those players are in their prime, and they've come back, and they've underachieved, and the Eagles as a team overachieved last season. They played up the whole underdog storyline. A lot of deep think pieces were written. Heartfelt stories where they just celebrated the fact that there was harmony in the Eagle locker room. This amazing camaraderie, companionship in Philly, and that's why they won. And we've pointed this out, but that stuff's window dressing. That, that is stuff that is used when a team wins a championship. It's not brought up when teams lose. If the New England Patriots had won the Super Bowl, and it was close, if the Patriots had won, the stories would have been about how great the Patriots, uh, the Patriot way is and how every guy does his job and it works and Belichick's got a great relationship with his players, but it doesn't show out in the media. There'd be all those stories written about the Patriots. Instead, it's the Eagles this and the Eagles that. And here we are less than a year later, and you look at the Eagles and – it's it's bad. It's what it is. I mean, the, the, the culture of the locker room is used to explain why a team wins. It's never brought up when a team loses. If the Eagles had lost, it wouldn't have been brought up. I think the Eagles are still having fun. They're just not winning. The, the backsliding is a regression to the mean. Right? They overachieve. Extreme outcomes like winning a Super Bowl are followed by moderate outcomes, like being average. In the last 20 years, the, the Patriots really the only team consistently that's been able to overcome and avoid the hangover. And, and each season is, is, is its own painting, its own entity. And, and so this particular blend, so far as we speak right now, looking at the schedule, it doesn't appear it's going to get much better. But this blend of the 2018 Philadelphia Eagles is about as attractive as, as John Merrick. You know, it's about as attractive as him. And, and it, it, it's rotten eggs is what it is in Philadelphia. And even with the flotsam and jetsam that the Eagles have assembled this roster, they still can make the playoffs. There's a good chance all you have to do is get to seven or eight wins and you'll end up winning the NFC East. That's where the bar is. In the NFC East, you've got the Redskins and the Cowboys. Forget about the Giants. And so, you know, if this can get corrected. Now, Doug Peterson has been unable to find the old remedy in Philly. Now, the final point here, Jason Kelsey is using, as I mentioned, those big buzzwords, accountability and cohesion and all that. My theory is different. The Maller theory on the Eagles that Nick Foles – deserves to get the lion's share of the blame for the current state of the Eagles. And we can call it, I've got a good headline here, Foles Follies. Let me me explain here. Nick Foles won the Super Bowl last year. He also has proved to be a gigantic obstacle for this current Eagles team. The Birds were 1-1. He started the first two games. He said, well, that's a big deal. They were 1-1. They were 500. He held his own. Doesn't sound that bad. The uneducated fan says, "Oh no, you're an idiot. You don't know what you're talking about." Nick Foles, no, he was he's not the problem. Not the pro- good, greatest backup quarterback in football. Nick Foles. Foles is responsible. Let me tell you why. A. Foles set a terrible tone 
with his incompetent play for the Eagles' offense. The offense was stagnant with Nick Foles guiding. He was navigating them into a brick wall and into a cul-de-sac. And B, because Nick Foles was one of the worst quarterbacks, not my opinion, statistically a fact, when he played the first couple games, his quarterback rating 78.9, 78.9, the quarterback rating, check down Foles, line of scrimmage passes. The Eagles, what they did to overcompensate for Nick Foles is they put Carson Wentz back before they wanted to put Carson Wentz back because they they felt they had no choice. Nick Foles was killing them on offense. He wasn't getting the job done. And as a result, here we are weeks later, and the Eagles, they still have not figured things out consistently on offense. They've had brain farts in the fourth quarter of games defensively. There's a bad taste, and it goes all the way back. The origins of that were Nick Foles and his inability to take that offense and move it down the field and leaving a bunch of yards and a bunch of points on the field. All right, it is the Ben Maller Show. The Ben Maller Show as we press on, and we say hello to Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas Garcia. Yeah, saw Solid some- gold. Don't forget yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, I saw some tweets. Were you on another uh, network show earlier today? Oh, yeah, I saw that. Show? Uh, yes, I was on The Odd Couple with my good friend Rob Parker and also Chris Broussard. I was on with those guys. How did, how did that go? What did yeah, you guys talk was, about? It was the debate thing. I did this debate big thing. Big time. You know? Big man, big what, time. It was what? completely rigged. Against me, like I felt like I was. On, I felt well, you like should be used to it. I felt like I was with you guys because it was rigged. Wrong button, Bob. Who's gone, who's gone mainstream? Oh, is he still time. working here? I guess. Oh, I don't know. He good for him. Send me a text. You hey, turn off the network anytime recently? Well, I told him that story. Those guys didn't know the oh, story. good for you. They didn't know the story of Wrong Button Bob. Oh, did you tell them? One of the greatest stories in the history of Fox Sports Radio. My, If, if you're new to the show, so the, the way it's set up here, it's very archaic. So the computer's in the main studio. If you want to turn the computer, if the computer gets turned off, and some guys look at like stuff on the dark web they're not supposed to look at, um, and they don't work anymore, I think. I don't know. But anyway, so they, they, <laughs> they'll turn their computers off. And so I come in. If you come in after another show and the computer's off, you're like, oh, crap, I need to use the computer. And so to get the computer turned on, I would tell Bob Garrett, I said, Bob, go out of the studio. Can you, turn the, can you reset the computer? He said, okay, no problem, man. So he goes out. We, of the we have we have a, a room that's yeah. full so of computer it, yeah. towers. It, it is the central control for the premier networks. Right. This part of the premier networks. There's a lot of satellite equipment, a lot of uh, advanced technology. So Bob goes out of that studio. He's in. He goes. He makes a right. He goes and and he goes around. The, it's kind of a curvy hallway. He curves around the hallway. He then has to make another right turn. He's then got he goes down a little hallway. Once he makes that first that second right turn, he goes down and then at there's a fork in the road and he can either go left or right. He goes right. That's where the central control is. He goes in there. It's all these banks of uh, computers and equipment. I mean, it's just a ton of stuff in there. And he manages. I'm sitting here. I'm preparing to do the show. I'm and he's goes in the back to 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 reset the computer. And we hear radio silence. Now, if you work at a radio station and you hear silence, oh. something has gone terribly wrong. right? There's always got to be music or commercials or somebody talking on the radio, or else you're not doing radio. You're doing nothing. right? You're doing nothing. 
And so, uh, and then like a second or a few seconds later, we hear uh, like a, a taped evergreen program, a previous program. <laughs> Bob Guerra had shut the entire Fox Sports Radio network off the air. Uh-oh. 400 radio affiliates, satellite radio, <laughs> iHeart radio, international audience all over the world, and Bob Guerra, with the single press of the wrong button, <laughs> shut it all off. Everything. And he was given the nickname Wrong Button Bob. But now he's producing uh, The Odd Couples. So I went on there. And what, was, what did they think of that story? Did they like that story? Yeah, they, they seemed to enjoy it. They, yeah. did, they didn't know about I'm it. I'm sure so Bob I, was thrilled that you brought it up again. <laughs> he was he was amused. <laughs> he was yeah. amused about that. But he's big time. You know, I don't talk to him anymore. He probably won't come to the holiday party because he's big time. You know, he's Bob Guerra and all that. So he probably won't be there. But it's coming up. It's like a month away but from the holiday party. Amazingly, that's what? true. Yeah. Amazingly, he uh, he survived that. He did, he, did, he yeah. still has a job. <laughs> we, were, we were convinced once we realized what he had done that we really should get him a job yeah. somewhere else. We were saying our was, goodbyes. Yes. That this was- Been great working with you, Bob. Yeah. Good how, luck. Your future endeavors. How does one survive that? Like, there are thousands of buttons in that room. I'm not exaggerating when I say thousands of buttons and switches. And he managed to hit the one kill switch you cannot hit, the nuclear option. <laughs> he managed to switch to, to hit. It was just fascinating. So, but uh, but yeah, I did that earlier. So, I don't get paid extra for that, by the way. I want you to know, I did that as an act of cross charity. promotion. Yes, yeah. very important promotion. Now that show is called the Odd Couple. I I'm not. I don't know those guys. I've never met them. Are are they an odd couple? Uh, well, I'm a big fan of Rob Parker. I love Rob. I don't know Chris too well, although I was on a plane with him several times when I was doing, when I was traveling back to the East Coast. He, I don't think I've told him this, but he was flying, he lived in New York and he would fly to LA to do stuff at ESPN and then the basketball stuff. And then he would take a red eye Sunday night on Delta. And I took the same, it was the last flight of LAX, out of LAX to go to uh, JFK and that was the flight I would take when I briefly had a television, fledgling television career. So we were on the same flight, on several flights, but I don't think he knows. I believe he still lives in New York, too. Does he? Yeah. There you go. Good. All right. Well, Rob, Rob's all L.A. now, man. Rob's all yeah. about L.A. and the whole thing. He's all about that. Rob's got great stories. Rob Dibble told me, he used to cover the Cincinnati Reds. He's the guy, one of my favorite uh, Rob Parker stories He's responsible. He's the instigator of one of the great YouTube videos of all time when Lou Pinella and Rob Dibble got into a dust up in the in the oh, red yeah. locker room. Classic, I remember that. that you was, don't want to be treated like a man. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it was great. Rob Parker was a Reds beat writer, and uh, I guess he was relaying messages oh. between Pinella and. Dibble. Stirring it up. <laughs> hey, Rob, did you hear what Lou said? Hey, Lou, did you hear what Rob said? Next thing you know. That's funny. Uh, it, it was great. Just just absolutely wonderful. Uh, I love those kind of things. and Because I, I flash back to when I ended up getting into those kind of mini dust-up situations. And, uh, oh, wonderful. I don't think that happens as much anymore, though, does it? Because of the internet and everything's on Twitter right away. Like I was involved in, I had Benoit Benjamin like punching his fist, wanting to punch me years ago. This old Clipper center, oh. he was playing for Vancouver. That's how long Vancouver Grizzlies were around or whatever. But he was so upset, and like today, that stuff would be on Twitter right away. It would be all over the place. But you know, back in back in those old days, Eddie didn't didn't the happen. good old days. Yeah, it was a little more. 
uh, you know, a little quieter when you know, people would get in dust ups in the locker room. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. Coop the loop. There are a number of reports out there saying that Yasiel Puig is a logical trade candidate for the Dodgers this winter. Ben, do you think Puig's time with the Dodgers has come to a close? I do not. I've heard these rumors also. I don't buy them because it takes two to tango. The Dodgers have tried to trade Puig for a year and a half, and nobody's biting. So you can't trade the player unless someone else is going to trade for him. The rumor was that the Nationals could have had Puig for Bryce Harper. They didn't want him. And I know Puig is beloved by Dodger fans, and I've seen it at Chavez Ravine, but he's batted under 200 in the past two World Series. He's never hit the benchmarks of 30 home runs. He's never even driven in 75 runs. The Dodgers can do better. Next! Clay Helton spoke with reporters on Tuesday and said that he does not feel like he is on the hot seat at USC. Ben, that's contrary to pretty much what everyone else feels. Do you think he lasts the season? Well, he's on borrowed time. I, I, here's the answer. If Helton, number one, loses to UCLA and Notre Dame, he is going to be done. He's dropped. That's obvious. That's the, the common sense answer here. He's hanging on by a thread. But it is complicated at USC. The politics on the campus at USC, because of some lawsuits and some things that have gone on, you know, they don't have a clear you know, chain of command there. Now, the one thing about SC that's always been true in my lifetime, the football boosters are there. If they could get Pete Carroll back, the boosters will come up with the money. So, uh, yeah, it, it, Helton looks like he should be a coach, he, a good coach, sounds like a good coach. He recruits well. He just doesn't actually coach well in games. So uh, if they keep losing, he's out. And if they can get a, a big-name coach like Pete Carroll or Urban Meyer, then obviously he will be gonzo. Next! Now, Mike Leach was asked earlier this week who he thinks would win an all-out brawl between Pac-12 coaches. I believe he ended up going with somebody from uh, from Utah. Yeah. But, uh, Ben, who do you think would win an all-out brawl between FSR hosts? And you can't say yourself. Well, I would, of course, win. But if, if not me, I would go with Doug Gottlieb. Uh, I'd go with Gottlieb. I, my big three would be Gottlieb, Parker, and Harmon. I'd put Mike Harmon there because he's built like a hedgehog. Harmon, you know, and, and he's from Chicago. Rob Parker's a New York guy. He's savvy. He doesn't take anybody's garbage. I like Parker. But Gottlieb in a all-out death match of Fox Sports Radio host, Doug Gottlieb would win because he would draw everyone into boredom with his pauses. <laughs> and then he would attack. He'd attack like an anaconda. And he'd swallow up. The other hosts at Fox Sports Radio, so I'm going with Godley. <laughs> there it is, Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? Ben, you passed this edition. That is a winner! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. It's now time for... And we are in attack mode. It's Ask Ben. Your questions are answers. An avalanche of questions coming from the Koopa Loop. These are actual questions from actual listeners. We will now weaponize, and Koopa Loop will have the reading of the questions on Ask Ben and Friends. All right, Ben, we're going to uh, start with a question for everybody. This is from Charles on Facebook. Charles in charge, yes. 
Have any of you ever been to Puerto Rico? I've never been to Puerto Rico. I would like to go to Puerto Rico. That's that's a shorter flight than like uh, London, right? Much shorter. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I'm would, down yeah. with that. Good beaches, right? Nice. Yeah. I'm I cool. believe so. Eddie, you ever been to, I've never been, but you've been to Puerto Rico? No, no. Uh, I've been no. to Tijuana a couple of times. Is that, oh, is that uh, the same? Oh, it's right next door, yeah. yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moron. Uh, what about you, uh, Roberto? Never been to Puerto Rico. Koopaloo? No, none of us. All right, none of us. Let's all go. Puerto Rico. Let's we, all do it. We should do, do a week it. of yes, shows. Let's all go to TJ for a weekend. From Puerto Rico. <laughs> well, I used to work in San Diego just to go across the border there. It's harder to go across the border now and back than it used to be, though. Yeah. That's true. All right, next. Ben, were you uh, were you on the Odd Couple earlier today? I was on the oh. Odd Couple with Rob. Thanks for listening. Eddie yeah. brought it up earlier. Yeah. Rob Parker and Chris Broussard <laughs> oh, had me on for a segment of radio. We talked about it earlier. Who paying full yeah. attention to all of the show. That brought up the wrong button Bob story. Yeah, yeah. we did a whole thing on I'm it. I'm just reading questions on here. There's like six people that brought that up on really? Ask y- Ben. Yes, I tweeted out that I was going to be on there. Bob Guerra, my old producer, does that show, and he called me and asked me to, he texted me actually, and I, it was his mistake, and I said yes. So. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. Um, <laughs> this is- Worst this, Ask Ben question ever. This is from uh, the little troller. Uh, this one, this one might- uh, Challenge it. Ben, are you going to get one of those new hover cars? They go up to 150 feet high and go up to 50 miles per hour. <laughs> yes. Well, I'll yeah. get one for free because I'm a big celebrity, right? And they'll give me one oh. for free. Considering no? your uh, sure. your track record with vehicles, I'm sure that nothing could go wrong with that. Are you saying I've had a few fiascos with the automobiles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. a little bit. Uh, the Mallard Mobile? A few nightmares uh, here. Yeah, the, my check engine light's on again. I don't know why. <laughs> the car's driving. Yeah, mine is too. The car's driving fine, so I don't. I think it's a mistake. The gas cap. Yeah, I think it's the just gas ignore cap too. It. Yeah, just how do you it. how do you reset the gas cap thing? You gotta you gotta go to a local shop and they'll, they'll oh. reset it for you for free. Oh really? I, oh. I got a place here. I'll do it for oh, free. Okay, good. Give me the place. Roberto's got a place. My dad. He, he my kno- dad. My know- dad. I'll find the cheapest place. He knows a guy. Good. Yeah, I got to do that. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass because it's driving fine. Yeah, if you don't tighten the gas cap, it, it, yeah. What is? That's what happened to my car right now. Yeah, uh, we have the same problem. Me and mm-hmm. you were like, we've got a kinship. Yep. Yeah. What was the question? I forget the question. I don't even know what the question is. <laughs> I don't know. We're moving on oh, to a new one. Car. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. This is a question from Ernie for you, Ben. Hi, Ernie. Is that Ernie in Michigan? Yes. I love Ernie. Would you rather have Weed Man Hippie as your personal financial manager? <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to hear what the other one is. <laughs> or ho- Blind Scott is your proctologist. <laughs> you're, you're close. Or hollering Blind Scott as your personal trainer. Oh, uh, well, I, I, I find Weed Man, weed man amusing- would I want him handling my money? No, no I, of way. course not. I'd rather have those other guys as my personal trainer. Weedman, so I talked to him a little bit off the air. He's like, it's going to rebound. Crypto's going to rebound. It's going to bounce back. Crypto, they're telling me to sell. Lisa's saying sell. It's going to come back. Yeah, can you imagine dealing with that? Oh, my God. <laughs> and he lost his money in Wall Street, too. So, you know, he's. Yeah, well, let's not yeah. talk about that. All right. Uh, ben, this is a question for everybody. Yeah. Do any of you drink more when the whole family gets together, like for Thanksgiving or the holidays? Well, I'm not a big drinker. I'm not a total teetotaler, but I'm not a big drinker. The only time of the year I really drink is when the in-laws are over. So that's pretty much. Well, there's two. The Maller Ugly Sweater Party, I drink a little bit there. And then we like have like a week later, we have like the family get together. And so I normally get a little liquored up there, but not as much as my uncle Glenn, my uh, my friend Glenn. He's a big guy. He goes for it. Uh, what about you, Eddie? Yeah, I definitely do because 
the the family is a lot of big drinkers. So you know, really, the yeah. Garcia family. Well, drink? it's not. It's it's the wife's family. Oh, okay. That we so do all the, the, yeah. They're the alcoholics. Yeah, they okay. like to bring yeah. out the booze, and yeah. so you know, you're with them, and so why not? Yeah, it's not because I dislike them or anything like that. It's just that yeah. they're all partying, so you you join in. Yeah, a social drinker. Uh, Roberto. Yes. Yes. Roberto. I'm the drinker. You're a big drinker. Yeah, I'm yeah. a big drinker. But are you, are you drunk right now? Uh, no. Okay. And actually, I haven't drank that much this football season. You, you should. Why. Shouldn't you drink yeah. more? Yeah, no. Yeah. All right. Coop? Uh, I don't drink at all, really, so. Never. No? Not really. Well, no. you found other things. Yeah. yeah. Does exactly. your family all get together and smoke a bong load? No. Coop, no? No. I mean, well, some of us. <laughs> not, the whole, not the whole family, though. <laughs> One side of the family. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Yeah. Let's ask Ben your questions or answers. Your actual, actual questions submitted by listeners like yourself. Next one. Here we go. Another one for the whole crew. All right. Uh, this is from Lloyd on Facebook. Hi, Lloyd. If you had to join the military, which branch would you join Coast, and why? Coast Guard. Uh, no <laughs> risk at all. I mean, the rest of the military does like real crap, real stuff. They're you know m- much more men than me. Uh, I mean, you think of the Marines; they drop you into terrible places. The Army, the Air Force, Navy. I'm going Coast Guard, baby. How often do you hear about trouble with a Coast Guard? What do they even do with the Coast Guard? All right, what about you, Eddie? Uh, I'll go like Air Force because I know that I'm way too stupid to be able to fly a plane. But don't you so have to be I, smart to be I, in the Air Force? No, I'd be one of those guys that are on the runway with the flashlights. Uh, that'd be me. No, you get <laughs> run over park by the, the plane, park Eddie. the plane over here, no, over here. No, you get run over by the plane the, if you're dumb. Planes and, don't run people over, Ben. They do when they land. They. All right, what about you, Roberto? Uh, I'm like you, Ben. I'll do the Coast Guard. The Coast Guard thing? Yeah. yeah. Protect the coast. But yeah, from the cartels and the drugs. That Clearly, come. yes. Yeah. Uh, and Coop, you? Uh, I would do the Air Force uh, because I've I've just always- you're high all the time. Lame jokes are tomorrow, Eddie. Sorry. Tomorrow's lame jokes. Submit that joke. No, I used to I used to volunteer at uh, uh, Edwards Air Force Base oh, when I was a kid. Yeah. yeah, and I got to go in the flight simulator. And I was actually pretty good, so I, it's just always been my dream to fly an F-16, but I never will be able to because my eyesight is terrible. That's cool. <laughs> well, growing up in Orange County, I was surrounded by two uh, air bases, the Tustin Marine Corps Base and El Toro, and I remember the Blue Angels. They had big yeah. air shows. I loved that when I was a kid. It was awesome seeing the military. Motor, gotta go. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road, but if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zen Nicotine Pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. This season... 
we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.